2: Hello and welcome back to Table Manners, our podcast with me, Jessie Ware, and unfortunately, Lenny is not with me. She's doing her hair for our guest this evening. The house is in a bit of a kerfuffle. Even our producer, Graham, is overexcited and slightly nervous. My brother has clammy hands. He's been baking all day. He even referred to this gentleman as his icon. So tonight... Whilst my mum gets ready, I shall introduce him. His name is Jay Rayner. He is a food critic and he lives down the road in South London. Mum has been worried about this. We've all been worried. We got a very, very lovely email from him. Um, He said, in the nicest possible way, people get weird over cooking for me because I'm a food critic. Please don't roast any swans in the process of this podcast. So mum... I'll let her explain the, the menu. Mum, you look very glam. <laughs> you look like a very fabulous Jewish mother. The hair's been blow dried. you've got your red lippy on, you've even changed your earrings. How excited are you about having this guest? Excited and anxious. Why anxious?
0: Because he's a food critic, Jess. He has a food, food programme on Radio 4. Does he? He, he knows his stuff.
2: Mum, I looked on his Wikipedia. Yeah. He's written fiction. See. He's got a book called The Marble Kiss.
0: So he's written fiction, plays piano. I wonder if he can cook, actually. <gasps> That's a good question. Yeah. Them that do do and them that don't critique. Might be. Mm.
2: But we are excited about having him. This, this was very much, he was on your wish list, wasn't he? Absolutely. And we made it happen. And, and he, he lives near. Lives near. So he won't be pissed off if it doesn't work very well. To be honest, I think that that was the biggest pull that you live down the road from yeah. him. Take me through the menu, mum. Chicken soup with matzo balls. Possibly not my
0: lightest. Bit upset about that. Explain Normally, what
2: a matzo ball is to people, to the
0: goys out there. A matzo ball is like eating a cloud it's well it should be but mine's gonna be eating like a thundercloud I think (laughs) um it's matzo meal which is a kind of flour meal that you mix with egg and then you boil
2: and what did Marilyn Monroe say about matzo balls is there
0: any other part of the matzo you can eat what a doll she said that to Arthur
2: Miller I like that when we decided this menu, what did you say? When in doubt, go native. It's the clearest soup you've ever done. Explain why it's the clearest soup you've ever done. Because I've sieved it
0: through a tea strainer to make sure it had no bits in it. So it's like clear consomme. We've le- yeah, we've
2: left no stone unturned. No. This is like yeah, love, sheer love, heart, yeah. blood, sweat, tears. But I
0: don't, yeah, and I, the, the, the salt beef is still boiling. I don't know to take it out. I, I don't even know if salt beef rests. I don't think it does.
2: Haven't you done it before? You've done Yeah, it I have,
0: but it, it, the stakes weren't quite so high, darling. Anyway, we'll be fine, but we'll, I'll have to lift it out and do it on
2: a chopping board. We're bringing back a side from a previous podcast just because it works well. It's Potato Kugel. Yeah. And it is really good. And lots of people asked about this, um, tweeted in and asked about how to make the potato kugel. So we maybe, might p- maybe put the recipe on Instagram. Maybe we'll start putting the recipes on the Instagram. No, we'll save them for the book. Okay. I have to say, mum, I've been critical of many of your meals, but you know, I, I love your, your food. Um, your chicken soup is faultless. It is sensational. And I have never found another chicken soup to match your chicken no. soup. Cats' Deli... You shit on it, Woolsley. Wolseley, ich. Monties love Monty's, but underseasoned, bit watered. It's just like yeah. it, it, yours is so wonderful. So I feel like it's only made right it, that made we it serve, made love, darling. Thank you. But it's only right that we serve it to the food critic, the yeah. Jewish food critic.
0: Yeah. There's some matzah there as well for him to have. What we like to the do. The thing is, is the that, that I think over. that people like either like kosher stuff or they don't. They're kind of frightened oh oh by yeah. it.
2: Yeah, let's go. Okay, right, here we go. Let's go. Can I get you a drink? Oh, go on. What do you want? Do you want red, white? White
3: would be lovely.
2: White, yeah. yeah. Okay, not not Is it too hot in no, here? Because no, 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 no. I've got salt and beef on the Have you
3: really? Yeah. yeah. Have you made Sorry. your own salt beef?
2: You did tell us not to make too much of an effort, Jason. She didn't salt I've
0: made chicken no. soup with matzo balls.
2: And I did go to the Haredi shops in North
0: London to did get really the, yeah, to get boiling fowl.
3: Oh darling, my
0: matzibals aren't as light as normal, which but I, I like. Them. light as
3: they are never meant to be light.
0: Yeah, but I like them like little clouds in your mouth. But Jesse said, I she like them likes with a, a bit of a bite mark. to be honest. And so I've got, we've done hot salt beef and then potato kugel. Do you like a
3: kugel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm off the carbs, but for you,
2: can you cook? Yes.
3: I can't you, eat out you, every night. No,
2: but like, okay, so who's the better cook, your wife or you? Um, uh,
3: that's uh, that's a, a lovely question, Jesse. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, she listens to she Yes, yeah. well, she might do. She 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 makes a point of not paying a massive amount of attention it's <laughs> to just all like the blather. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because well, you know, I, I get to live with you. Why should I have to listen to you? <laughs> she would say that I do the show cookery. Oh, okay. The yeah. alpha male lift the meat cleaver above the head till it glints in the okay. moonlight shouting death or glory. Um, she is a brilliant baker um, and, yeah, they, we have different skills. Her baking and her pastry is You're yin and yang. Yin and yang.
1: So
2: what's your meal that you'll do for, uh, like... Well, there's quite a variety. Okay, but, like, okay, your oh, favourite, go-to.
3: I'm very happy um, if I'm... Um, if there's a large lump of lamb braising in the oven for seven hours... Mm. I think I think a braise is, I think one of the worst things with any with dinner parties is too much cooking. So yes. the solution I mean in a way you've done exactly that but everything happened hours ago didn't it it was all the all the real <laughs> cooking took place
0: well, the one, stress. One yesterday, we thing. still were arguing at about four o'clock about who was doing what. That
2: I put I put granulated sugar in the uh, pickled yeah. uh, cucumbers instead of caster sugar. I don't think you'll give a shit. Yeah. to
0: Yeah, and honest. she was
3: going to put. Um, I I don't think on a kind of micro biological level that would make an enormous amount no, of difference.
0: No, exactly. This, this is, is like
2: she's right. really mean. The head chef is really mean.
3: But wouldn't don't doesn't all the granular sugar dissolve?
2: That's what my son said. Yeah.
0: Who? But she was just stressed. Yeah. she was
2: worried,
0: you know. A who you're about to say
3: has a degree in microbiology, no, I think. he's a doctor. <laughs> he's a doctor. <laughs> okay. I just
2: thought you, I'd get that in. Should we eat something?
3: Because I d- I'm it's just your a- podcast, darling. Well,
2: yeah, I feel like, and just because I didn't realise, this is a fic- fictitious book,
3: is As it? As in a, a novel. It's yeah, a novel. So I write novels, yeah. Well, yeah, I haven't written so a novel for a few years, but I do you write You do novels. everything. I'm a whore.
0: Look, a, a Blackley comic epic of ambition, power, Chicken soup. (laughs) It's like I knew,
3: isn't it? Uh, My parents were baffled when that book was published because they had no idea where where it had come from quite recently.
2: Because you weren't a practicing Jew?
3: Well, we weren't, no, although. But you
2: uh, are Jewish.
3: Yeah, You feel Jewish. You know, um, you know enough about my mother. To yeah, well, you haven't mentioned it. A
0: villa, Shalom.
3: <laughs> She's been gone a while. No,
0: but she was wonderful. She was a wonderful woman. Thank you very much.
3: Um, so Claire was very ambivalent about her Jewishness. Um, on the one hand,
0: we're all a bit ambivalent. We're all a bit ambivalent. <laughs> so there
3: was no God, no universe whatsoever, and yet she was a Hackney Jew, and. Um, Long before I wrote that in 98, she wrote a thing called The Running Years in, I think, 1982, which sold enormous I numbers. think
0: I've read it. I think you probably yeah, have. I think I've I, read I don't it.
3: think there's a Jew of a certain age in yeah. Britain who hasn't read it. i there, there is this point, it has to be said, where most of your listeners are going, who the hell is his mother? Please, so, so, please. So, so, so yeah, I explain. yeah, absolutely. Right, so my late mother, who died in 2010, was an agony aunt, uh, a vice columnist called Claire Rayner. In an age when these sort of things existed, I, I don't know. Does Deirdre Sanders really count these days? But back in oh. the seventies and eighties, you know, Agnes. Dear Deirdre, were a big, is that yeah? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, she was a novelist. She was she, actually, in many ways, she was very similar to what. I do, do except her with subject was premature tooth. ejaculation. Sorry, what were you offering me?
0: Do you want matzah with your chicken? Tooth? I have got some colour but I like to sprinkle stuff.
2: it on the top. But I don't know if you like to do that.
3: As my eighteen-year-old son says, you do you.
0: <laughs> do you want two matzo balls?
3: Or... Just give me one to start, They're darling. That oh, are they? Give me two. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: uh, you'll well, get what you're given. I've got the clearest soup I've ever made in my whole life. Oh,
3: that is a beautiful, but, beautiful thing.
0: But um, I think it's the, the hardest matzo balls you've ever had. Do
3: you think? It's a
2: beautiful did
0: soup. Did you
3: clarify this or did you, no, in the old classical what? way?
0: It was so dark. I boiled it yesterday and it was so dark. I thought, shit, what's gone wrong? So I put it through a tea
2: strainer.
3: Mmm. That's good. The soup is lovely. That's good.
2: Would you like some matzo to no, sprinkle? No, I'm fine,
3: thank you. So you're on
2: a low-carb oh. diet then?
3: I most of the time I am, except for when I'm reviewing.
2: Oh, so how many four. reviews do you have to do a week? Well,
3: only one. But I sometimes end up highlighting them up. Sometimes I have to do features, and at the moment I'm writing a new book, and that has certain demands upon me.
2: What's that about? Are you allowed to say? Uh, yeah.
3: Um, it won't be out till September 2019, but I can say. Um, so whenever I'm doing uh, one of my live shows, we have a Q&A. And One of the questions I am always asked, literally every show oh is, um, "If you were on, you know, you're going to be executed in in the morning, you're what on death your What be your final All meal?" Right,
2: so uh, Jesse scratches that one off uh, the Hang questions,
3: on. and I reply, I reply, and I say, "I'll be honest. If my life was to be taken by the state in the morning, yeah. I will have lost my appetite." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's the best answer.
3: But no, no. I got to thinking about this, And all the people who are eligible for last meals. which is not a pretty collection of people, they are the terminally ill, the suicidal, and the, uh, those on death row, they are the least suited to eating this brilliant meal. Yeah. And in fact, when someone's asking you that question, what would you eat if there was no consequence? If you didn't have to hate yourself in the morning, if okay. you didn't have to That's think about the implications. Idea. If you didn't have to... Okay. And so I've decided that the idea of a last meal, a last supper is so brilliant that I should not let the small fact that I'm not dying get in the way of me having one.
0: So you have it every day. No,
3: I'm going off in pursuit of the ingredients for my last supper. So the book is a kind of it's it's a perfect vehicle for memoir the, the, because they are associated... each chapter is an ingredient. So it starts with bread and butter, it moves on through oysters, snails, like pork, that. lots oh, of snails pork. Would it's be so can It's you can't so, have pork. What? Well, well, to be fair, we did have you did you really say that? No, you can have whatever. Come on, you know, I can bloody. I mean, you can have whatever,
2: whatever you, want. you want. But that's a real mixture: snails, oysters.
3: Yeah. Yeah. This is the point. It's my last meal. It's not yours. No, that's
2: very fair. That's fair
0: enough. And
3: uh, if I uh, there's a, I have this kind of emotional relationship with snails, And so they are I couldn't do that. a a marker for exotica in food or for the things that people won't necessarily eat. I do love them. There are a few places in London that do them brilliantly. But it's as much about what they stand for and about the adventure through food and the adventure of appetite.
2: This sounds brilliant. I have so many questions. Lots, obviously, about food. But I'd like to talk about the Jay Rayner Quartet. Are you slightly
3: baffled by this?
2: No. No. (laughs) We all know
0: about it.
2: I like food, and I do music. We're pretty much, we're basically new best friends. Right. Um, This is your quartet. Yeah. Where do you play? When do you play? This is an album that you've given me. Thank you so much.
3: Um, We, uh, so we have a home base. Yeah. Which is a lovely thing to have. And it's a slightly complicated story, but um, inside, do you know Bradbury's Adele? Yes. Yes. Right. So at the far end of Bradbury's, oh, as you come down the yeah. stairs, you've got the Crazy Cox, yeah. which is their brilliant cabaret room. Mm-hmm. It seats only 80. Uh, that's what the fire regs say. And that's <laughs> it what out. it only ever says. <laughs> um, so you're never going to get wealthy playing the Crazy Cox, but it is the perfect, perfect room. Um, and it's, so it's home-based. So we, we have a residency there. We're, we're playing um, next month, once a month.
2: Nice. Uh,
3: which is really nice thing to have. Where else do we play? So we do we do the festivals, um, Cheltenham Jazz Festival. Lovely. We're doing the Gateshead International Jazz Festival. Uh, we've done Bath International Snake Proms. We've done Ronnie Scott's a few times. Oh, we've done the dream. Boys. So we, we 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 do the stations of the Jazz Cross or the Jazz Cross stations. Whichever really, where you want to? Do and
2: because I guess for me, I've started in music and then kind of turned to food. Well, doing a food podcast, whatever that is. You, I'm. I presume you've been playing forever, but is it because you just needed a break from having to talk about food? No, it
3: was accidental. Oh, okay. No, it was time. For, I mean, who, who would ever plan, who would be arrogant enough to go, I am the restaurant critic for The Observer, but now I think I'll launch a jazz quartet and go and play Ronnie Scott. No, it wow. was utter chance. So here's the story. I have been playing piano for 40 years. How old am I? 51. 40 years. Mm-hmm. Where did you um, go
0: to school? Where were you brought
3: up? <laughs> I'm such a cliche, darling. Go on. Um, Hampstead. The other one, haberdashers. (laughs) Haberdashers. So I grew up in Harrow, and I learned to play piano. I did two years of lessons, and then I got um, drawn into synths. I dyed my hair yellow, I bought a Juno 6 and an SH 101, and looked moody. Those are, those are really exciting synthesizer I'm imagining, names. you know,
2: like Ross in Friends.
3: Yeah, yeah, awful, awful. Okay, perfect. But when I look back at what I really wanted to play, I, I remember this thrill when The Cure released Love Cats, which is basically a West Coast swing tune. Love, Love Cats. It's a great song. And then shortly after that, there was this moment, um, my other half, Pat, and I have been talking about the music of the early 80s, late uh, mid-80s, when um, Everything But The Girl came along, uh-huh. yeah. and Working Week, um, and to a certain extent, yeah. Charlotte. And these were all ch- charting bands. And they were all jazz. They weren't, any, they weren't even jazz in tinge. They were jazz. And somehow, they, they charted. Um, and so I started playing a lot from then. Um, I had various lessons. There was a moment when... Oh, Pat sings. So the, the, the key to this is, the it's singer all... is my wife.
2: Oh, my God. So
3: here's what happens. I am big friends with a guy called Joe Thompson, who's musical director of the Ivy mm-hmm. Club. Uh, which is not the Ivy, it's the club above it. And Joe and I had been friends since university. Where did you go to uni? Leeds. Okay. And we would stay friends. Um, and I would go and do the live stuff on a Friday night at the One Show. And then I'd go into the Ivy Club on a Friday night where they'd have a jazz trio and, mm-hmm. and a fantastic one. they would be a changing roster of side musicians with Joe. And one Friday night he got up and said, it's your turn, turn to play because he knew I played. And I never played with another musician. It was the most wow. terrifying thing mm. that had ever happened to me. Um, though I'd been on live on TV in front of some millions and I hadn't really moved my heart because I can do live TV selling on my head. But playing all of me, only the chords, because I couldn't do the tune, um, was brilliantly terrifying. And I wanted to, that feeling again, so I went back the next week able to do the tune as well. But I didn't just want to be the guy who can do all of me, so I came back with a new tune. And, a new, and in that room, I learnt everything you need to be a jazz musician it turns out that jazz musicians care about their food many of them read (laughs) me um and they were mystified enough to allow me to sit in and i got to sit in with the most extraordinary musicians and then um just to move forward a little bit i was then asked to do five by 15 which is a bit like ted talks they ask you to talk for 15 Mm -hmm. minutes about a personal passion Uh and they probably thought i'd want to talk about Bray's daughter or something. But in fact, I said, can I talk about playing the piano for 30 years and not being very good because we don't talk about the things... You are good. Oh, oh, yeah. No, we get there. And I said, things you're not very good at, we don't talk about them. So I talked for 10 minutes about that and then played. And at the end, somebody from Jewish Book Week came up to me and said, that was great. Can you do an hour? And I said, I can't do, I'm crap, but thank you for listening for an hour. (laughs) And she said, well, you've got a year. And so... I went, all right then. And for some reason, I said yes. And in February 2012, so literally uh, six years ago, um, put the quartet together, which was made up of musicians that I knew through the Ivy Club, Mm. and my wife, who's always sung, and trained with some of the biggest names in British jazz. Really? Oh, yeah. It's it's what makes the thing work. Is that how
0: you met her, through music? No, no,
3: no. Through just being our students. Um, and we, we did a gig at King's Place for an hour.
0: Wow.
3: <laughs> and I thought, wow, well, maybe we, it's a bit of a waste not to do this again. And then bit by bit, you just so keep taking good. gigs. And there were, there were certain key moments along the way. Clearly Ronnie Scott's Sunday lunch is a hell of a gig. Um, you did that? Mm, we've done that <gasps> three times. Wow. Um, and then we recorded an album
2: the Jay Rayner Quartet a night of food and agony live at Brasseries Adele um, featuring Jay and his wife singing I mean I'm sorry I think this sounds fabulous you
3: look terribly handsome you do well un- unlike the person no, sitting no, in front
2: no. of you no no no
0: look well I've got, really a oh, right, okay, got a huge crush on you
3: oh right my son's got
0: a huge crush on you He had go. to go out he's Has coming he? back in yeah he
2: can't actually he called you <laughs> he called you his icon yeah I just do as I'm
0: told. Do you like, I like English
3: mustard with my salt beef,
0: but you might prefer a, a yellow mustard or.
3: Well, right, have you got some Dijon? Yeah. I'm a bit of a Nancy when it comes to English mustard. This is great salt beef. It is great is salt it? beef,
1: mum. Yeah.
2: A lot and it's probably a bit of a redundant question because you have a column um, but I still would I'd quite like your go to family's right. favourites, like ones that just kind no, of no, don't no, ever do well. So
3: the of... the question that I can't answer because people ask me all the time and I just shrug at them is what's your favourite restaurant? I don't no, no, of course I don't have a favourite no. restaurant. I have a restaurant for different times and different yeah, places and different okay. things. So if me and my other half are going out for dinner and we just want to be looked after. It's really boring, but it's probably going to be the Ivy or the Wolseley or Bentley's on Swallow Street. Never been to Bentley's. Right, Bentley's is an absolutely brilliant seafood restaurant. It's Richard Corrigan's. It's extremely good. Okay. Incredibly reliable. You sit at the bar, they'll open oysters for you properly, and um, it's yeah, it's glorious. Nice. And Corrigan's cooking is always spot on. And at least in the dining room, he's a lovely man. Um, <laughs> apparently, it's a nightmare in the kitchen. Okay. Um, so there's those Like my mother, so it's fine. Yeah. No, no change there then. <laughs> um, but then, you know, For Chinese, yeah. Um, I have a kind of I'm I'm a big Sichuan food head.
2: Okay. Do so so you go Silk Street? Uh, Silk Road.
3: I have done, but it's uh, the thing is restaurants that are right on my manor I don't tend just to, to go careful. out to. No, I just don't tend to go out to. If I'm if I'm if I'm at home, I'm at home um so it's but isn't
0: it
2: convenient i quite like a local
0: place to, yeah but he goes up for dinner all the time so when he's at home he probably eats in right yeah um,
3: i haven't been to silk road for a while I've, I've got quite a few takeaways from woolly woolly over the years which Never is a great Sichuan in camberwell uh i must I just tell a sandy brilliant Sichuan down in Deptford, called Sanxia. uh that was superb but in town bashu is still really reliable There's a place on Gerrard Street called Four Seasons. Okay. Which does the best Cantonese roast duck.
2: Mm, Okay. Anywhere. Great, great.
3: But I sneak off there by myself. That's my... So if I'm recording... I do a a show on Radio 4 called The Kitchen Cabinet. Mm -hmm. A kind of panel show about food. And we record in the evening. So what I tend to do is I make sure to get lunch. And I will slip off to... The Four Seasons. Get a table for one. A copy of the New Yorker. Sit with my back to the door so no one can see me. Portion of the Cantonese roast duck, monk's beard with minced pork and chilli, and I'm very happy. So is that. Where Could would
0: it, be your celebration? Family celebration where your son would
3: like as well. Um, this is a, this is a terrible confession because I've bred. I think I've bred monsters. <laughs> um, Are they really picky? No, they're not really picky. It's just. So the oldest if Do I, they if I if we're going out you know, you know, if we like at Christmas um and I said so we've gotta go out for Christmas he looked at me and said, Ivy
2: <laughs> As this is called table manners, what is your worst table manner around the dinner table? Well mine no That the other people are experiencing you other mad. people.
3: Eating with your mouth open, it's just repulsive. Everything I cannot bear bad. it. Um, it's eating noises of any kind.
0: Did you used to have big family meals? Yes. And um, was your mum a good cook or your dad?
3: I have. Um, I, I would have said a few years ago, maybe 20 years ago, I would have said, yes, my mother was a good cook. As time has passed. Um, <laughs> you've realised, you've eaten <laughs> some really good meals. And, and let, let me ask a, a more difficult question. How long ago did your mother shuffle off or was she still uh, with 9 us? 9
0: years ago 9 years ago all yeah. right
3: so we are in a we're in a yeah, an interesting similar, some, similar, similar zone yeah similar zone um
0: did you have the same as me i always had the same food on monday the same food on tuesday the n- same food no on i Wednesday. didn't have that your mum was a working mum
3: she was a working mum so one of the things that she would do was that she had adapted the demands of motherhood to working life which meant that i was quite old before i realized that chicken didn't necessarily completely collapse because she cooked, uh, she always cooked chicken in a chicken brick. Oh,
0: yeah. One of those ones. that she I cooked love it on the... Chicken o- brick, put
3: it, well, put it in the oven at 120 degrees for eight hours and see what you've got left. <laughs> Basically, you didn't need teeth. But it's all right, because she had a big career. So, um, I, well, she... And she could, was
2: trying to give you a, good, a home meal.
3: <laughs> yeah, she was trying to do all of that. And so I'm, I'm not entirely convinced that she was a good cook. She had a standby for whenever... The grand.
0: What was People that? were
3: coming when you know a publisher was coming, or so. What was it? And it was a kulibiac, which oh, is oh, well, that's fabulous! Uh, it's, it's, it's it's Yeah, fish. salmon and rice wrapped in, in, in puff pastry. Puff It was a You've very.
2: You've done that before. Yeah, I've oh, done it with lemongrass.
0: Yeah, and I've done also. I did a, a vegetable kulibiac. The there was degree. there was
3: a particular moment where she had to cook dinner for this grand table of people, including her publishers and her newspaper editors, and Ariana Stassinopoulos. Oh, yeah. Who uh, went on to... She was big time in in the day. In the day, back in the 70s. And then she went to the States and became Ariana Huffington, who created the Huffington Post. Oh, right, wow. Um, But at this point, um, Ariana, who was a bright young thing down from Cambridge, was um, uh, hanging out and... uh, What's the word? Uh, in a relationship with bernard levin yeah and bernard levin was this huge he
0: was a huge
3: columnist for columnist. the time he was the great intellectual Political of columnist, his day. yeah a great, great sort of brain of his day but he was also a massive food head he knew his stuff and my mother was terrified that she had to cook for bernard levin um and she was going to say she was sitting with her secretaries in the office one day and so, what the hell am I going to do with the, about this dinner with Bernard Levin and one of her secretaries that even looking up, typing away, sell tickets? <laughs> <laughs> um, but she did coolly back for that.
2: Can you get a reservation anywhere really quickly? Yes. Right. <laughs> Jessie, can you help me get reservations anywhere very quickly? Or would they just tell you, you to piss off? You Where have do
0: you to,
3: want to go? I don't know. I you, just want to see how to I can like, try my luck. You have to use. What is the trick? You have to use that privilege very, very carefully. All yes. right, so could I get a reservation anywhere? Not quite. If, so, for example, on rare occasions someone has asked me if I could get them a reservation at the Fat Duck.
2: Right.
3: And I have done it, but I hate doing it. Yeah, it's, it's it, like it, guest list Do Not, you like yeah. the Fat Duck? Yes.
0: Snail porridge?
3: Yeah, it's great. Have you had it? Mum,
0: you
2: haven't tried it, so If you haven't up. tried it, you can't don't say like it.
0: bloody snails. I wouldn't like snail porridge, <laughs> would like, I? Oh, wait, we don't <laughs> like snails.
3: Have you had many snails? <laughs> no, I couldn't eat those. They're like oh, Hang on, you say you don't. You haven't eaten no, them and you say you don't eat like... them. Well, well, then you, then you can't say you don't like them. I can't even like
0: spare the look of they come up slugs up here. No, no, I'm really
3: sorry. You cannot express it. You I should try. Okay. Do you eat everything? Yes. Is
0: there anything you... Apart from Heinz
3: baked beans. Hate them.
0: What?
3: Oh, why I slippery, slimy! Beans. I've never liked them.
0: That's how I feel about
2: snails—slippery
0: and slimy. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> you I've eaten tried them. <laughs> Listen,
3: I've even eaten cold Heinz baked beans on camera for Susanna Reid. The things I'll do for money, <laughs> Have uh, you eaten snails?
2: Yes, what but cover, I felt like I needed a lot of garlic and butter on them.
3: Um, so the fact that was the one that I felt. Anyway, I, I think you have to be very careful yeah. about it. Yeah, of course. And, and I phone it. up with. Um, Uh, sounding slightly embarrassed when I'm asking to do
2: you always use your name in the reservation? Yeah, of course you do. Or will Uh, you go under a weird name?
3: If I'm reviewing, I use a pseudonym. Okay. But then they'll see you. Well, then then I've turned up, but but, but there's nothing they can do. As one great critic once said, it's very hard for a... I've yet to find a bad restaurant that becomes a good one because I walk through the door. So I book under a pseudonym. They don't know I'm coming.
2: How important to you is the Michelin star?
3: Not at all. No. Um, but the two things should be said. One is that there is nothing wrong with people wanting prizes, yeah, and that chefs want a badge to aim at yeah. is entirely fine. So I, I don't slag them off for wanting, you know, that chefs really. want to aim at Michelin stars. The problem is that the aesthetic of what you need to get a Michelin star just seems a bit weird.
2: What is this like going? Uh,
3: well. It all seems to be posted not on the food on the plate. A one star kind of does. But once you get a beyond one star, it's all about you know, teenage waiters ferreting in your lap, and, which some people get off on. But <laughs> it's kind of unnecessarily and weird. Yeah. Um, that said, I am fully aware that I spent an awful lot of my career dancing around Michelin-starred restaurants. So is my kind of eye-rolling about it all Solely to do with the aesthetic, or solely to do with that kind of my diamond pumps are pinching. Ooh, I, I'm just bored of Michelin-starred restaurants. Mm. There might be a bit of that, and I don't blame people for going out and wanting to try tasting menus and all that stuff. And chefs, you know, expressing their passion for creativity. It just isn't what I'm well, necessarily so, into. So
2: you're not you're not a fan of the tasting menu?
3: I would hope never to have to experience one ever again. <sighs> Why? Because they are tedious in the extreme because every time you get you get a something lovely comes along.
2: You get one mouthful. You get one it.
3: mouthful and it's gone. And then sometimes they don't know where to stop. But there's something that tends to happen with me. Again, this really is diamond pumps, a pinching yeah, job. Yeah. Um, they take one look at me and then they start throwing extra courses. Oh, yeah. I, I, there was one in California where a chef came out and said, did I win? And he'd served me 26 little Gosh. bits of this and that. And it, it was like...
2: I,
0: Although oh I have God. to say that tasting menu I took Alex to for in his 30th was the best thing I've ever Where was it? In Argentina, in Buenos Aires. Oh. was it
2: called? It A-Latina. was called El
0: Latino and he was a Colombian chef but he
2: did seven courses
0: with seven but seven's all right
2: there were little i mean there was guinea i won't fowl go be, i won't go beyond 8 i'm sorry if they have those op- i'm sorry i think it's too much
0: Jesse, these were little mouthfuls and little amuse-bouches and things but they did like guinea fowl in mole of hell with yeah <laughs> No, this was no, i won't do
3: more than eight i'm telling you if they if they move it to a ninth must... course if they throw in an amuse-bouche and a pre-dessert i'm done i'm done i'm out there
0: just tell me a bit of gossip Right. Do you, is John Commode really sexy in true life?
3: John Commode. Yeah. Do you mean To road. To road, to road. Not John to Commode.
0: have another glass. John Terrode. I got mixed up. Who is John Commode? <laughs>
3: no, is Commode it? is another word for a toilet. toilet. No,
0: no isn't. no, but the K E R M O. Mark oh, oh, Mar- 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 Commode. Mar- Who Mar- Mar- yeah. oh, we went to my school. Got mixed up. Um, right, John Terrode. Is he lovely? That wasn't no, what you, you originally said. Is he gorgeous? Is and he sexy? sexy? Did
2: you say? I
3: wouldn't do him. Okay. Um, he does, Greg, has, does Greg? Would you Do Greg? Wallace? Turn it off. No, I wouldn't do Greg <laughs> Wallace.
1: <laughs>
2: right. Should we have some pudding now? Right. So Alex is. Alex went
0: off traveling, and he's our. He, he's a really good cook, and he really is. You go and get them, Jess. So he really takes care of things, not like me shoving it on. Yeah. He does everything beautifully. This is honey cakes with pistachio and lemon ice cream.
3: And all of this has been made by Alex. Yeah,
0: yeah. he's he's better than.
2: Look, us. we missed him in the first series. He he left us he's to travel, and now he's back. We're putting him to work. So
3: I think I think that's very very good.
2: Shit, Jess, you don't know how to do it. I'm sorry. Like she's the. Like, I'm bossy.
3: Did you make the ice cream?
2: Alex made it. Alex made
0: it's it. It's
3: good, right?
2: Should we just call him?
3: That's a really good lemon ice cream. It is. Oh. the
0: best. We thought about marketing it. If all, everything goes wrong, his lemon ice cream. Oh, let's
2: just say. He'll be really rude to me. Cause he thinks it's say
0: it's who it is. Or he won't answer.
3: Answer. Maybe he won't.
0: No, he does that sort of stuff. Does he? Boston. <laughs> right. Well you're gonna have to
3: say it to him. I'd be writing very good things.
0: Oh Alex No, this is delicious. I think it's the best lemon ice cream I've ever tasted.
3: They're not bad either.
2: They're gorgeous. He's a really good cook. sweets. He's a really good cook, but he's also just very good at sweets. Jay, but, help um, yourself. Carefully. I am,
3: I'm sorry, this is uh, there's no politeness anymore. Yeah,
2: yeah. just to Can let you all the listeners out. know Jay Can is going for his back. second portion um, of lemon ice cream. Is...
1: Brilliant. Alex
0: got the ice cream maker for his bon mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. He bought it with his vouchers.
3: Maybe. Um <laughs> It is the
0: best ice cream.
3: Yeah, no, it really is. And he's been using the same ice cream maker ever yeah.
0: since? that lemon ice cream is just, it never... It is, it never fails. It is the most stunning. Mm. And I've tried to make it, but I don't make it as You're well as You're a pudding,
2: pudding person, aren't you?
3: I try not to be, but I am. <laughs> no, I'm an everything person. But I have like, to be an everything. You
2: have a sweet tooth.
3: I don't not have a sweet tooth. <laughs> yes. I've only had two, and you said you'd had two earlier in the day. Yeah, it's fine. No. So okay, I'm like, not going to be
2: judged. And also, Ed Sheeran had four sausages. Four, like you've I, still got like, and these are tiny. And, so and I tell you, you there one were one ginger one pig
0: sausages that were that big. The man said it will only be one each. He ate honestly four. And they thought we were proud of him. I like a boy with an appetite. Mm. Have you got oh, any vegan friends?
3: Have I got any vegan friends? Um, yeah, my my son's girlfriend is vegan,
0: and you like her still.
3: I love her; she's okay, gorgeous, and right. and um, she is a very good corrective to our household.
0: Does she? Did she come for Christmas dinner? No,
3: or? no, not for Christmas. But um, I I cooked for her, and she is brilliantly wry, has a way of looking at the slabs of meat as they appear out of our fridge, and just keeping us in our place. Okay, I actually have an awful lot more time for the vegan position than the the uh, dairy eating vegetarian position because the vegan position is absolutely philosophically pure because if you eat uh dairy as a vegetarian the thing you're closing your eyes to is all the, the male fallible, yeah. all the male uh calves that are being bolted in the head um because they're not able to produce dairy obviously because they're male uh, at a day old so you, uh, as a as a don't as a dairy eating vegetarian, eat well. you're as deep steeped in blood. Well, you know, you should just eat more veal, because we don't crate veal anymore. It's all just like lamb. Um, so the, that's one thing I have a particular. Passion Jay Rayner
2: on. doesn't mind vegans. I no no
3: I, I love vegans. you like you love them. My my one feeling about non meat cookery is that it should be good in because of the fact, not in spite of it. So do not try to feed me a, a vegan sausage. That's not no, for a you, sausage. You've got to it's ha- it's a, a lack of imagination shaped out of no soy and oats and desperate. No. no imitation. If you want to make a moussaka, a sheep is going to have to die. Just accept that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm so glad I didn't do my pre-lentil bolognese for you then. Jesus. Well, that's
3: a, a kind of thing. It's a pre-lentil. But then stew. there's
0: all these people who like gluten-free, but they're not really. All right, really, That really really yeah. drives yeah. me yeah. insane. Me
3: too. So if you are celiac, it is a really nasty condition. Yeah, it's a terrible disease. And um, is she pointing at you in a way?
2: Well, I'm not. You have been Oh, Alex, trip. sorry, we're going to have to go back to this. Right. <laughs> Alex, Alex, please meet your icon, Jay Rayner.
3: No, you are now my icon. <laughs> <laughs> um, because this is a staggering ice cream. What is the secret to this ice cream? That would be telling. Well, I mean. <laughs> please, just tell so it. All right, right can, can I ask you a couple of quick questions? Do you do a custard base or no. do you just. It's cream and you're beating in a curd of some kind. No, no. no. it's literally...
2: Um,
3: Get on the mic. It's cream, three lemons, the juice of three lemons and caster sugar. And then just churned. Yeah. And that's it. It's We're a mix mitzvah churner. With a bar mitzvah churner. <laughs> Please go by me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> also, Jase had um, two of the uh, cakes.
3: Oh, oh good. good. They're Jewish as well. So am I. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mm. Um, so yeah back onto gluten-free
3: if you're a celiac that is a very nasty condition and the one advantage in the boom of um gluten the gluten-free movement is that it does provide real celiacs with a wider range of products however there are an awful lot of people claiming to be gluten-free who are not they're just picky eaters who are trying to control the world around them through their eating habits because that's who they were as children um if they're feeling gloated as a result of eating bread it's because they've eaten too much bloody bread just stop it yeah I agree we are there is no uh genetic reason why we should not be predisposed to eat grains there is history going back a hundred thousand years to grinding down grains to release carbohydrate and protein from them there has been no increase in the celiac population there's just a lot of people claiming to be yeah. lactose intolerant and they say, can't eat cheese. Well, there's no lactose in cheese. All of this stuff is just people trying to control the world around them through food and don't even get me started on clean eating. Yeah. Clean mm. eating, mm. the idea of a morality around food, that food is clean or it's dirty. It's <laughs> not. It is just food. Stop it. Anyway, there you go. I'm really loving the ice cream.
2: Yeah. I could ask you so many more questions. We could keep on talking about food but, and But who wants and to live
3: listen, listen to a podcast beyond 49 minutes?
2: Well, Well, I do. I could with you, Jay. Please come again. It's been a pleasure having you. Actually, what
0: we really want is you to become our friend.
3: Okay, well, that's happened, hasn't it? So that we
2: will, you'll come to my table again. Thank you so much for being a guest on Table Manners. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. He'd like the lemon ice cream the most, Mum. Because it's... He didn't even touch my coleslaw. Didn't he?
0: No. But that cucumber salad was a winner. That's was all right.
2: Well, Jay Rayner, lived up to your expectations. Lovely, really lovely.
0: And he was political and, yeah, I like a good political conversation. He knew a lot about food, felt as strongly about gluten-free as I did. <laughs> Probably not strong enough about vegans, but there you go. But That's because he cause let he liked... you
2: see another side, another argument?
0: no I mean he's a really bright intelligent lovely rounded man isn't he he's funny he's funny
2: as your mum would have said uh, grandma what he literally does every job she was saying in his spare time is a, a teapot. teapot yeah
0: he does everything really
2: I mean everything yeah novelist
0: musician musicians yeah. uh, comedian. But you don't remember his Coleman. mum his mum was like a fantastic novelist, and she was this agony aunt, huge personality, very, very like him. Well,
2: it was a real pleasure.
0: Yeah, it was great. Good fun, wasn't it? Really good fun. How do you think the food went? <laughs> well, I mean, he ate it, didn't I, he? Uh, Matsubles like bloody bullets.
2: I didn't mind the Matsubles. <laughs> no, being I didn't bullets. mind them. Okay, okay well, okay. Jay Rayner, oh, a pleasure to have him. I'm not going to lie, I was slightly scared to have him in the house. What were you scared of? He didn't bloody cook any. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jessie was scared. Of what, darling? Please tell me. Well, he didn't eat my coleslaw,
2: so there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well done,
0: Mum. But, uh, but he said to me, did you clarify your soup? That's like, prof- was, that's, that like, that's like, MasterChef like, the Professionals that right That is there. like, did you see how clear it was? I've never, ever done that, ever in my life.
2: Thank you for listening to Table Manners. If you enjoyed the podcast, just like Jay enjoyed the food tonight, please give us a five-star. What do you think Jay would have given us? What for? For the food? Atmos, everything. I think four. I mean, I felt you
0: could have talked more about your music. You were very kind of reserved about your music, and he was very
2: more forthright. Because, mum, it's not a podcast about me, it's a podcast Uh, for the, yeah the pushy Jewish mother Sorry. I don't need to talk about myself anymore this was supposed to be an outlet for us not to talk about me um, if you've enjoyed our podcast please give us five star we won't take anything less well we will I'm not being we, we... a 4.56 person anymore <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you my Uber rating. the music you've been listening to on Table Manners is, is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser thanks so much guys um, please subscribe because that actually helps us go up in the charts and it's been produced by Cup and Nuzzle thanks so much we'll see you next week Hi. <laughs>